Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. We've got an exciting broadcast for you today. I preached recently at our home church here in Crowley, Texas, Heritage of Faith Christian Center. Uh, my wife and I are the founding pastors. Our senior pastor, Justin Bridges, he normally preaches there because I'm out of town so much. But when I am home, I get to preach there from time to time. And not too long ago, the Lord instructed me to preach a message there entitled, the God of the suddenlies. You know, back a few months ago, the Spirit of God said to me while I was in a meeting in Clemens, North Carolina, He said, God's people testifying to things happening suddenly will no longer be uncommon. I believe there are some suddenlies that are about to take place in your life. I want you to watch as I take you into that service at our church here in Crowley, and I want you to pay very close attention Get your Bible and your notebook out, take notes, and you're going to be energized in your faith because God wants some things to happen suddenly in your life during the course of this year. Watch now, and I'll be back in just a moment. Thank you, Lord. I want to read two scriptures to you. You don't have to look them up, but I want you to make note of them. And there are some phrases in these two scriptures that I want you to... I want to challenge you to get them in your heart and get them in your mouth. Second Chronicles 29:36, and Hezekiah rejoiced and all the people, for the thing was done suddenly. The thing was done suddenly. Isaiah 48:3, I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth. And I showed them, and I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Hallelujah. I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Once again, I want you to get those phrases in your heart and in your mouth. If you're not careful, you can get to the place where you're speaking the word, but you're not really expecting it to come to pass. That happens often. It's not an uncommon thing for people that have been standing for a long time, believing for a long time. After a while, if you're not careful, it just becomes something you're doing religiously with no faith in it. You're just doing it because you know you're supposed to do it. You're just confessing because you know you're supposed to confess. You're just talking the Word because you know you're supposed to talk the Word. But you're not really expecting it to come to pass. Why? Because it didn't come to pass the first week, didn't come to pass the second week, here it is three months and it still hadn't come to pass. And if you're not careful, you can get out of faith and just get into wishful thinking. And wishful thinking, I can't find anywhere in the Bible where it produces anything. But faith does. Hallelujah. You've got to stay in faith. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in faith. Now, most of you have heard what the Holy Spirit said to me, the prophetic word for 2016. He said it would come to be known as the year of the great breaking loose. And in part of that prophetic word, he went on to say, the enemy will no longer be able to hold back that which my faithful ones have stood in faith for, not even the things that looked as though they would never come to pass. Now listen to this. For I will cause them to break loose and suddenly manifest, and to do so in such a way that no one will be able to deny the greatness of your God. 
So I got that in my heart and I've got it in my mouth. I am believing for suddenlies. I said, I am believing for suddenlies. I'm believing for things that I've stood in faith for for a long, long time to suddenly manifest and no one will be able to deny the greatness of my God for only he could make it happen. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you recall that uh, back last year, about this time last year, I was in um, Baltimore. And after the service, uh, I went back to my room. And uh, as I was undressing and getting ready to put my suit away, the Lord said to me, what did I tell you about your ministry in aviation back in 1969? I said, you told me when I first went in the ministry that I wouldn't be able to fulfill what you've called me to do without airplanes in my ministry. He said, then why aren't you believing for your next one? See, I'd sown my last uh, Citation 500 into Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And after I sowed it, I just really didn't think about believing for another airplane. In fact, in my mind, I thought, you know, I've, I've owned airplanes now, nine different airplanes for all these years, and, and uh, uh, I'm thinking, I'm, I don't think in terms of retiring, but I was thinking of slowing down somewhat, and I found out that's almost impossible for me. <laughs> Carolyn looks at my schedule and says, and this is slowing down? <clears throat> and so <clears throat> I'm thinking, well, I don't really need airplanes like I did when I first started. And the Lord said, are you through in ministry? I said, no. He said, then what makes you think you can fulfill what I've called you to do now without airplanes? I said, apparently I can't. He said, then get back on your faith for your next one. I said, all right, consider it done. And so uh, that night in that hotel room, I just immediately began to release out of my mouth because that's the primary way faith is released by the words of your mouth. Yes, sir. And so I stood there in that hotel room and I said, in the name of Jesus, I believe I received my next airplane debt-free and so that I would have a point of contact to release my faith. I said, Lord, if it's all right with you, I am going to believe you for a brand new Citation Mustang. And uh, he didn't say yay or nay. And so I just set my faith on a Citation Mustang. Uh, I had looked at those airplanes when they came out about 2006. Brother Copeland and I looked at them, and, and uh, uh, a very nice airplane, a, a, a jet, and so that's what I set my faith for. Well, within a matter of a few weeks, I received a check from one of my partners in Australia for half a million dollars for that jet, and uh, God was moving, and I really hadn't said a whole lot about it, you know. As far as publicly talking about it, we put a, a, a picture of it in our magazine and to let our partners know uh, what we were believing for, you know, but I don't go around doing fundraising things for airplanes and things like that. But anyway, uh, you know, money was coming in. So uh, that began this time last year. And then the Lord gave me that prophetic word for 2016 about the year of the great breaking loose. And in that prophecy, once again, he said, I'll cause the things you've been standing for for a long time to break loose and suddenly manifest 
and to do so in such a way that no one will be able to deny the greatness of your God. So I've been believing for that. And then on February the 8th of this year, just a few weeks ago, uh, Tony and I were in uh, London. The Lord gave me this prophetic word. Rest assured that I'm working in your behalf and things are about to turn and you're headed for a big laugh. Your enemy thought that he surely would win, but I spoiled his plans and you win again. So lift up your voice, let joy flow out and praise me now with a victory shout. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. And that's what we did. I mean, immediately after I spoke that out, man, we had a victory shouting service. Anybody know how to give a victory shout? Hallelujah. Now listen to that. Let me read it again. Rest assured that I'm working in your behalf and things are about to turn and you're headed for a big laugh. Hallelujah. How many of you laugh when the manifestation comes? Well, you're headed for a big laugh. Your enemy thought that he surely would win, but I've spoiled his plans and you win again. So lift up your voice, let joy flow out, and praise me now with a victory shout. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, uh, Sunday, two weeks ago, uh, a group of us <clears throat> rode our motorcycles over to Corsicana. And uh, I was to preach there along with Brother Copeland. He was preaching on Saturday night, and I was to preach Sunday morning. Now, just as I was uh, leaving the hotel room, I already had my, my notebook and all in my briefcase, and I stopped, there was a little pad from the hotel uh, on the desk there. So I just grabbed that pad and started writing this prophetic word. Now, when I got over to the service and preached, I, I gave that prophetic word during that service. And here's what it said. Listen to this. These are days of acceleration, saith the Lord. Days in which I'll cause those who demonstrate an uncompromising stand on my word and an unwavering faith in my promises to experience in one year what it used to take 10 years and in two years what previously took 20 years. Listen to this. I'm in a hurry, saith the Lord, to get things done and to fulfill all that I have declared and you're the generation that will see it come to pass. Settle it in your heart once and for all that giving up giving in and turning back are no longer a part of your lifestyle. And I assure you that your future will be filled with good things and your victories will be many. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord another shout over that. Glory to God. Now I love what he said. I'm in a hurry. God's in a hurry. People keep saying, we're just waiting on God. God's waiting on us. He wants you to experience some suddenlies. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? And then I was in North Carolina last Sunday. And uh, while I was preparing for the service there Sunday uh, morning, the Lord said this. From here on out, 
you'll begin to hear more and more of my people describe what I did for them using the word suddenly. More and more suddenlies are coming your way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm believing for suddenlies. Now, listen to this. I was in Corsicana when the Lord said, I'm accelerating things, and that was February the 28th. On February the 29th, the next day, I received a phone call. And the party on the other end said, Brother Jerry, I know you're believing for a Citation Mustang. How locked in are you to that airplane? I said, I've, I'm not saying that the Lord said, that's the airplane I want you to have. But I'm not locked into it at all. But God wants to do something other than that. I'm certainly open to it. He said, well, I'm glad to hear that because the Lord spoke to me and my wife and told us that we are to sow our airplane into your ministry as seed for our next one. I'd like you to see what it is. Praise God. Take a look at this. The prophetic word the Lord gives me always comes to pass in my life. And he wants it to come to pass in yours. But I can't make you believe it. I can't make you speak it. I can encourage you to do so. Well, Brother Jerry, that, that just never comes to pass for me. Well, apparently you don't do what I do with it. God's no respecter of persons. So I take this seriously. This is not just sermon material for me. This is life. It's the way I live every day of my life, 24-7. Hallelujah. Now, I think God is so neat. He gives me nearly $700,000 before that plane manifests. He said, son, there's your debt-free airplane and money in the bank to operate it and for future maintenance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My God is an awesome God. My God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Now, see, to have faith for suddenlies, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. If you read enough stories where suddenlies happen, it'll get you suddenly minded. John chapter 5, in verse 1 says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Now notice every one of these people are very seriously ill. They are what society would call um, hopeless cases. And they're all gathered up at this pool. So notice it says in the fourth verse, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. 
whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. Everybody say 38 years. 38 years. That's a long time. Yes, sir. Come on. Most people gave up a long, long time ago. In fact, most people, if it lasted 38 weeks, they would have come to the place in their thinking with, with, with uh, I guess I just need to learn to live with this. There's no, there's no hope. And the Bible said, when Jesus saw this man and knew that he'd been this way for a long time, but Jesus spots this one man who's been in this condition for 38 years. And it's obvious when you continue reading that he didn't really expect to recover. He's just going there religiously. Because notice what it says, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The first thing that question suggests is wholeness is available. Jesus doesn't go around asking people, would you like to be made whole? Yes, sir. Well, just wondering. <laughs> Love to help you, but, you know, it's the wrong dispensation. <clears throat> if it be the will of God. No, Jesus doesn't go around asking people, would you like to be made whole? Yes, sir. And then tell them, well, I'm... Just thought I'd ask the question. I'm doing a survey <laughs> for charisma. See how many people would like to be made whole? No. If he asks that question, then he's also suggesting that wholeness is available. Right. Amen. Right. Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, sir. Now look, notice immediately. In other words, he says, you don't understand, sir. I have tried. When that water is troubled, I have gotten up and tried to be the first one in there, but I don't have anybody to help me, and somebody always steps in ahead of me. So I'm never the one that gets healed. I'm never the first one in the pool. So it's obvious this man's thinking has been corrupted by his circumstances. His circumstances are saying to him every day, no way, no way, no way, impossible, impossible. And you know, the same devil that told him that tells people the same thing today. He's told people in here, no way, impossible, no way, impossible. You've had this too long. There's no way that you could ever get over this. That's a lie. And if you accept that as final authority, then you better just learn to live with it because that's exactly what's going to happen. But you don't have to learn to live with it. You can learn the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. And it makes no difference how long you've been in that condition. You get your faith up from the Word of God and you're a candidate for a suddenly. Yeah. 
And notice, that's exactly what Jesus did for this man. He realized that the first thing he had to do was change the way this man thought and change what he believed. Yeah. Come on. Amen. If you're ever going to experience God's best, it may require that you change the way you think and change what you believe. Amen. Amen. What you think is vital. Yes, sir. And what you believe is vital. Right. Either way, good or bad, negative or positive, you're going to get what you think and what you believe. Miracles are coming your way every day. You either attract them or they pass you by. That's why, you know, some people experience them and have a testimony every day or every week, and other people, they're always the one that says, well, that never happens to me. It's not that God loves one person more than another. It's not that God's going down the road picking and choosing who he's going to bless and who he's not. It has everything to do with what they think and what they believe. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. This man could have very well been passed by because he certainly was not attracting Jesus to him with his faith. But we get a valuable Bible lesson from this story. Jesus was moved with compassion on the man even though there was nothing about the man's thinking, the man's speaking, or the man's believing that attracted Jesus. Come on. It was nothing more than compassion. Yes, that's it. And Jesus realizing that this man will never change if I don't first change the way he thinks and change the way he believes. And if I do that for him, he'll walk out of here a free man. Hallelujah. 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 So that's what Jesus began to do. In other words, when the man said, I don't have a man, Jesus is actually saying to him, that's what I'm here for, sir. I'm going to be your man. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus wants to be your man. Jesus wants to be your man. Amen. I'll be your man. But notice he says, rise, verse 8, take up thy bed and walk. Jesus, knowing that he had to get this man to rise up on the inside first, before he could rise up on the outside. So he's speaking, first of all, to the man's spirit, his heart. He's saying, see yourself getting up. You've got to see yourself rising on the inside before you'll ever rise on the outside. You've got to see yourself delivered from debt on the inside before it ever happened on the outside. You've got to see yourself owning what God says you can have on the inside before it ever manifests on the outside. So he said, rise, spirit man. Take up your bed, soulish man. He's dealing with his mind now, his thinking. He's got to change the man's thinking, change the man's believing. See yourself no longer in this condition. See yourself rising. See yourself taking up your bed. See yourself carrying that bed home instead of that bed carrying you home. Hallelujah. Amen. And when he changed the way the man thought and the way the man believed, then the man got up and was made whole and experienced a great breaking loose and he experienced a suddenly 
and no one was able to deny the greatness of our God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Now listen, this is just the first half of this message. We're going to show you the rest of it next week, so you want to make your plans to join with us. Once again, I've just given you a few examples from the Word of God of how that doing things suddenly was not uncommon in the ministry of Jesus. I mean, one time a person has been suffering for 18 years, and in a moment's time, they're totally free. They had a suddenly. And God is telling us that this is time for us to begin to experience suddenlies in our life like never before. It's part of the prophetic word the Lord gave me for 2016. He said things that we have been believing for for a long, long time that look like they would never come to pass will manifest suddenly and do so in such a way that no one will be able to deny the greatness of our God. So I want to energize your faith. I want you to begin to expect some things to take place suddenly in your life. Don't, don't get in the habit of saying, one of these days. No, get up every day saying, today is my receiving day. Today could be my suddenly day. Begin to speak it out of your mouth. Believe it in your heart. And Jesus said, if you do that, then you can have the things which you say. Praise the Lord. Now, we've got some special products we want to make available to you. In fact, I believe that they are so powerful that you're going to want to get them right now. Don't delay. Don't put it off. You need to get them right now. One of them is my book entitled No Boundaries. Why settle for the ordinary when you can have the extraordinary? No boundaries. And then this DVD, it's entitled Get Ready for the Blessing Explosion. Uh, not too long ago, Brother Kenneth Copeland in one of the Believers Conventions prophesied speaking in behalf of the Lord and said, there's a blessing explosion coming. And I picked up on that, began to preach about it, and we captured it on DVD. And I'm telling you, once you start watching this, you're not going to want to put it down. It will indeed energize your faith to believe for things to begin to happen suddenly in your life. Our announcer is going to tell you more about it, so watch right now. Are you ready for sudden, widespread increase? In the Revealing DVD teaching, Get Ready for the Blessing Explosion, Jerry Savelle shows us that just like a disease is in someone, debt and lack must also be removed from within you. The best way to do that is with an explosion. An explosion is defined as a sudden, widespread increase. Are you ready for the blessing explosion in your life? In his book, No Boundaries, Jerry Savelle teaches how boundaries that have held you back can be broken. As you read, you will learn to recognize boundaries, where they originated, and how to break free. God hasn't put any boundaries on you, so don't accept any limitations. Begin living a no-boundaries life today. Don't wait. Call or go online and request this breakthrough duo. Get ready for the blessing explosion and no boundaries. God has an extraordinary no-limit life planned for you, and it's time for sudden widespread increase in your life today. What a joy it's been sharing with you this week. And as I said, we're going to continue this on next week's broadcast, take you back into that service where I was preaching on the God who does suddenlies. This is something that you need to begin to expect in your life. Begin to expect every day 
that God is going to do some miraculous things, some things that are so awesome that no one will be able to deny the greatness of your God. I'm telling you, we're living in a new day. It's an exciting time, and God wants to show out in your behalf. He's the God who does suddenness. Thank you again, partners, for being a partner. Thank you for watching today. We'll see you next week. Remember, your faith will overcome the world.